0: and plug in your headphones as you are immersed in a spine-chilling realm of alien encounters, ghostly apparitions, hair-raising beasts, unidentified flying objects, and more. Welcome to the Cult Class Podcast. My name is Caitlin, and I am an artist and paranormal enthusiast. I create art as cult.class on Instagram. I am joined by my husband, Nick, This podcast is your one-stop shop for scary stories, paranormal news, and movie reviews. Listen at your own risk. There may be consequences when meddling with forces beyond human understanding. You have been warned.
1: no comment from the Pentagon in regards to the now infamous video of the so-called jellyfish UFO. That video released last week by journalist Jeremy Corbell appears to show a UFO flying over an American base in Iraq. News Nation reached out to the Pentagon and asked if officials would confirm the video's authenticity. They told us today that, quote, we do not comment on the authenticity of alleged DOD material that may have been leaked. The Department of Defense takes the potential unauthorized disclosure of national security information very seriously, end quote. So that's interesting that the government won't
0: comment on the jellyfish video.
2: Yeah, just straight up. Well, I guess they're thinking it was stolen or leaked intentionally.
0: Yeah, and then like you were talking about in our last episode, like what if it was technology because you thought it looked like a jetpack? Yeah. So then, what if it's just leaked technology?
2: Uh, well, I I would see why they wouldn't want that to be known because any adversary you don't want them to know about it and then be able to build upon it, I guess, and yeah. like have an advantage over it.
0: But then, is it then do these people who leaked it get in big trouble? I guess that's what they're getting at, but I don't know.
2: I think so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that's like a real, real big issue.
0: Huh? So. What's up, guys? Welcome to the podcast, by the way.
2: Snowy day for the podcast. Snowy day. Snowy, icy day.
0: Across the U.S., I think.
2: I know the South is getting hit really hard. Mm-hmm.
0: Our family in Tennessee has snow. And
2: the Midwest is, like, Our negative 30 mid- degrees. Really? Not, Mich- not, like, where we go in Michigan, but I know, like, uh, even further Oh, my west, gosh, Montana. Montana.
0: It's snowy. It's icy.
2: Just a really good day to stay inside and... You know, just do all the things you've been putting off, maybe. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's so hard to be, like, motivated with weather like this. I know a lot of people can relate to that. It's like, all I want to do is, like, watch movies and, I don't know, eat a bunch of junk food.
2: Yeah, just kind of slow down and do a a whole lot of nothing.
0: Yeah, we have been watching some pretty good shows lately, though. One, like, with this weather, Mm -hmm. just binging stuff. We also both had colds and stuff, so um, we fit in a lot of TV. But... (laughs) The one show that really we we loved was Murder at the End of the World.
2: What a great show that was! That was so fun on Hulu, right?
0: Yes, I have to talk about it. If you guys are looking for a show, this show—I know we only do movie club and we don't do like a TV club—but this show was really good. I really enjoyed it.
2: Yeah, it was a it was a great ride. It was one of those when where you just flip to the next one as soon as it was over you know yeah really wanted to knock it out if you've
0: seen this show feel free to dm us your feedback and we'll share it but i don't know i just totally recommend that show and also the jellyfish video that we're talking about i did post it on our instagram at the cult class podcast last week so you can go back and look at it if you want to see what we're talking about
2: one more thing on that too which i thought was worthy of note
0: Oh. Worthy of note. Okay. Very nice sound.
2: I'll take it. Thank you. Okay. Sorry. So in the jellyfish video, in the full version, at the end, the jellyfish flies over what appears to be service people, and oh, yeah, there's right. no acknowledgement or seem to even know it was above them. No reaction. Which I thought it was just interesting. All that to say.
0: Maybe it's a like cloaking technology. Maybe. That's only getting picked up on or video,
2: or it's just you know yeah. Serviceman Tom taking his jetpack out and everyone's over him. <laughs> Nobody notices. Yeah, or, or like, he's like, oh, they're... he's
0: built his own secret cloaking device. Or
2: that I'm, I'm going more at the angle that everyone's annoyed and he does all the time, and it's he's just always being, just zipping around. Uh, it's just not being documented. Ah, uh, yeah, I don't know.
0: That guy.
2: Yeah, but I don't know.
0: Only the shadow knows.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know where he got that saying either. I think that was from my dad. I don't know what that means. But I like it. Only the shadow knows. It's a good zinger
2: dogfish. to where it's a good way to like end a conversation and have the other person really not rebuttal or say anything yeah. to you know. Who knows?
0: Only the shadow knows. Another thing that's worthy of note <laughs> is the is what Nick found this information was it? it was a Pentagon briefing.
2: Uh, the con- yeah Congress held a closed door meeting about UFOs last week, and it wasn't much of a conclusion other than. The emphasis on where the budget went—you know, all this money that's being funded towards uh, UFO research and what it produces—is a mystery. So, uh, and,
0: and Congress wants to know where that money's going,
2: where it's going, how much it is, and what is being done with it.
0: Isn't that so funny? That's such a trivial human thing. It's what? like, hmm, I don't know. Maybe this stuff could answer like <laughs> our whole existence and like life and like like what is happening. Yeah, and. Like, this is so human. We're like, but what's the budget? I'm figuring that out. Where's my money going? Yeah, well, where's my money going? Right. And, like, if I wanted my tax dollars to pay for anything, it's, like, 100% to figure out, like, aliens and UFOs. A thousand Like, take my money.
2: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like,
0: don't build me another road. I don't even care.
2: Yeah, exactly. Wouldn't it be great whenever you, like...
0: pay another politician.
2: Yeah, once you, like, when you pay your taxes quarterly at the end of the year, however you do it... If there was just like a little place where you to just like ride in where you want it to go, yes, that be awesome? oh my gosh, that'd like, be
0: awesome. UFO research, yeah, exactly. <laughs> CC
2: UFO research or something, <laughs> yeah. But maybe one day
0: that would be like I'm just like exploring that in my mind. But that would be the only cool thing. I feel like About otherwise, like what, taxes, yeah. Well, like what other categories you can put? Schooling, right? Politicians,
2: yeah. The, a specific road or something I mean, that yeah. matters, but yeah, I mean, these
0: things matter, but.
2: No, I know, but yeah, I I know, but
0: (laughs) which just got awful. (laughs) But anyway, interesting. That's interesting. You pulled a clip, right? About this? I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, hang on, I'll play it right now.
1: Congress is investigating what they call unidentified anomalous phenomena. The rest of us call them UFOs. Caroline Shively reports it's about more than little green men. The hearing is about billions of dollars going into the Pentagon's secret programs. Oh, we're looking. And so is the House Oversight Committee, holding a closed-door meeting Friday about UFOs. This video of a Navy F-A-18 jet cruise encounter is just one of the mysteries they're looking into, a sighting already investigated by the Pentagon.
3: Yeah, we've spent tens of millions of dollars on something that they say don't ex- doesn't exist. You know, and I'm not talking about little green men or flying saucers. I'd just like to... Uh, I just like to know what they're spending the money on.
1: Congress seems less interested in outer space than the inner workings of secret Pentagon programs.
4: The
2: helicopters that wound up killing Osama bin Laden over a decade ago, those were part of an advanced technology program. They were helicopters that nobody knew existed. They came out of Area 51, by the way. And the U.S.
1: is not the only country sending secret aircraft into the sky. We know there is drone technology that Russia, China, Iran has been developing. We know that uh, China has been actively spying through spy balloons. A bipartisan House bill introduced Thursday would create a way for commercial pilots and other airline employees to report UFO sightings to the federal government.
4: It's really important that there is disclosure and transparency. I think that's what the public wants. And so we've got to just take it with with, with seriousness. It It is not a joke.
1: That was Caroline Shively reporting. When will the public get answers? Maybe never. This hearing is behind closed doors because so much of the information is classified.
0: Okay, that was a really interesting clip. Thank you for pulling it. So, I guess um, Congress wants to know about UFOs about as much as the public does, which is crazy. So it's like, and then I don't like that part of getting airline like pilots to report it to the government. Like, why don't we have a public database?
2: Yeah, uh, I I don't know. I don't know.
0: Well, I, we can all see
2: that. Well, it has to what's be filtered. Going on. You know. I know. I mean, we well, can, that's
0: what I'm saying. Yeah. I even know. even these Congress people are over that. So, I don't know. Interesting stuff. Always interesting. We love sharing new information with you guys.
2: Yep. And as always, as more comes out, we'll be able to relay the message. <laughs> However, it is filtered. Thank God to us. for us,
0: repor- uh, us reporting on this, <laughs> like it. we said last
2: week.
0: <laughs> How else would you know? Okay, um, now we have our listener story.
2: It's
1: time for the listener story. <laughs> this
0: week's listener story was submitted by our listener Justin thank you Justin for sharing this story with us it is really a chilling story and I think my question if you could let us know um, would be do you know any history of the house that you lived in like this house that you saw this um, I'm really curious about that but anyway here is Justin's story Uh, enjoy
4: Hello, Caitlin and Cult Class podcast listeners. Um, My name is Justin. I'm a fan of the podcast and fan of the Cult Class artwork and the page. Um, I am delighted to share with you my story um, about an unexplained event that happened to me when I was a little boy. Um... I, I feel like I have to kind of qualify myself. Um, I'm, not, I'm not used to telling this story out loud. I've told it only a couple of times. My daughter heard it for the first time a couple of days ago. And she said, well, you should share this story. Well, okay. And uh, <laughs> uh, right now I am living in Utah. I am educated. College graduate, um, master's degree in cybersecurity. I work for the government as a cybersecurity analyst, um, retired uh, army combat veteran. Um, uh, Take you back to 1983. I was living in a very small house that was built by my grandfather. My dad bought it from him to raise us three boys in. I was the middle son of three Uh, My older brother at the time of this unexplained event was seven. I was five and my baby brother was one. Um, The layout of the bedroom where this event happened, um, the room was maybe, I want to say like 15 by 20. Um, The bunk beds were tucked up in one corner and the crib was in another corner. as you walk, as you enter into the, the bedroom, the door opens, and straight in front of you is a window. I was on the bottom bunk, with the door at my feet, at the door at the foot of the bunk beds. Um, my father tucked us in, as always, and I can remember waking up very, very, very cold and i went to reach for my sheets at my feet and i noticed that there was something in my room and what looked like a small dinner plate size there were four of these they were um, orbs Um, they were glowing they were not illuminating the bedroom they were just There, hovering, kind of oscillating up and down slightly, almost as if they were floating on water a little bit. There were four of them, changing colors, primary colors, I might add, like just yellows, oranges, reds. Um, They would dim, and they would fade, and they would come back bright. Um, I can remember it being very quiet. I couldn't make a sound. I couldn't, I couldn't utter for help to scream for dad or mom. I couldn't even bring myself to bang on the walls to get my brother's attention. I can remember grabbing my leg. I was five years old, trying to make sense of what was happening, thinking to myself, Justin, you're, you're asleep, you need to wake up. I can remember taking my hand, my full fist, and grabbing my thigh On the side of my leg and pinching it with all I with all my strength at the time to prove that I was that I was awake and I was and I remember placing like pressing my face against the wall close enough to I can see the base of the door maybe lights were coming in reflecting off of something even looking out the window Gazing towards the window to see if maybe a car's lights were on, reflecting. But no, what I saw were these, like I said, small dinner plate sized circles that were floating, dimming, um, coming into focus, coming in brighter and dimmer, brighter and dimmer. And I couldn't move. The room was incredibly cold, like I stepped into a meat freezer. I've never felt that feeling again. I've never seen anything like this again. I remember what I did next. I had a little stuffed animal on my bed. It was Fozzie Bear from the Muppets. I took my little bear, and with all of of this petrified strength that I could have, I made an attempt to throw it at it, just to prove to myself that it you know, was there or something just to get a reaction of something. And the, these four orbs stopped. They were about five and a half feet in the air. So just a little, maybe about sternum height on my, on my person right now. And they, they came down and they looked at the bear and then they came back up. I couldn't scream for help. I tried to reach my arm up on the side of the bed to pull my brother's sheets to wake him up. I couldn't. Um, I sat there and stared at it. There were, Again, it was completely quiet. I, I, I couldn't hear anything, but it was incredibly cold. And then they came into one, They the four kind of aligned all into one circle. It went all the way to the ceiling and then it just completely disappeared. That's it. That's, that's the story that I had. I can remember it with such detail that I knew what I was seeing was real. And like I said, I've only shared this with a couple of people. I don't know what it was. Um, it was summertime and I knew that it, uh, it wasn't cold outside. So that was something I couldn't wrap my little brain around. I remember waking up in the morning. um, I I went and asked my father if he was shining the lights underneath the door. And he says, no, what do you mean? I said, there was something in the bedroom last night. And he says, oh, you were probably dreaming. But I looked on the side of my leg and I had these indentations on my fingernails where I was digging into my leg because I was so determined that I wasn't, um, uh, dreaming. So that is my story. Um, I, I hope it, uh, maybe trigger somebody to share their story. Maybe people have seen something similar, but, um, I drove past the house just about a month ago and I sat there and looked at that window and, and I knew what was in the bedroom with me that night with my two brothers. And I, was, I felt like I was being observed and watched. Again, I don't know if it was paranormal spirits or extraterrestrial or anything, but I knew that it was something and I knew it.
2: Like to report a crime that hasn't happened yet? Have you seen the movie Back to the Future? Basically, I'm living that movie right now, which is how I know there's gonna be a murder tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Hate time travel movies; they never make any sense. Happy Halloween. How about we all stay in and hand out Halloween candy? No, Mom. You know how hard this time of year is for us. Your friends were murdered 35 years ago. It's not 1987 anymore. Stay safe, honey. I love
3: you. (sighs)
2: 1987. Oh my God. I know. The 80s are almost over, and I haven't even tried Coke yet. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my God. Mom. Fuck off, and daddy. Jesus, mom. <gasps> masita. Ay. Ay, ay, ay. Mamacita. You know, time for my birthday, bitch in the middle of fucking nowhere? What's the big deal? There's a murderer on the loose and you drove us into the woods. <gasps> oh my God! What? I forgot to bring
1: vodka. You have seven and a half hours until you're stuck here
2: forever. I need to stop all this horror before it happens. the machines kill us all? No. They more just rip apart the fabric of our society via dance videos on TikTok. They use dance against us? Come on out. The water's warm. Just so you know, I don't do blowjobs. You pee out of that thing.
3: Just think, maybe if she did do blowjobs, she'd still be alive.
2: Yeah, let's not make that the lesson. 80s weed sucks. This is just dirt. Look at all these twigs. Yeah, I could give you a gummy this big that has 100 times more weed than this.
0: Our movie club pick for last week was Totally Killer from 2023. I thought this was like a really great hidden gem. And a a part that I really liked about it was a time travel component. I like how they did the timelines because they were like, and by the way, if you haven't seen this movie, just skip ahead a few minutes because there will be spoilers. But I like that when she went back in time, she was like, Well, will I disappear mm-hmm. if my parent and they're like, No, that's not how time works. You will exist but like in from a different timeline. Yes. Which was like Totally, something I haven't seen in a time travel movie ever.
2: Right, and it, like, kind of made sense. Right, they were really good at like articulating the causes and effects of their yes. actions, which I appreciated.
0: Yes, even though time travel movies like never, never make sense, sense. <laughs> and
2: they think they joke about that in the movie.
0: Yeah, yeah, I like all the comedy in this yep. movie. Too. Yeah,
2: a good a good comedy time travel movie. It was awesome. In a slasher, and a, and a, paired with a slasher.
0: And so I had one listener uh, reach out, and he said, "I really like." How they showed the differences, like, in our social um, world, like, between now and the 80s. Oh, just like how
2: society has changed?
0: Yeah, like, when she goes back in time and how inappropriate some of these things are.
2: smoking in the car and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you
0: realize, like, you forget how how far we've come as far as, like, just minimal, like, things you don't even think about. Totally. Yeah, like, smoking and... And like sexist stuff and stuff like oh, that. Right, like yes. I just I really enjoyed that, and um, also I like that there were two killers.
2: That was a twist I did not see coming.
0: Yes, because a, twil- a t- twiller, a killer from the future, a killer from the past who was the original killer. Yes, um, and I like that they sort of did a commentary on like these fan based uh true cri- crime podcasts too
2: oh yes i like that a lot yeah too. and that the guy
0: was so fanatic like such a fanatic about it that he was willing to become a killer to, to keep like keep lore. it going yeah, yeah. Uh, just because i think people get really invested in true crime like deep
2: a thousand percent well that's i feel like where you like in actual crimes like copycats and things like that yes you know like well the example here exactly what happened right
0: so you very much um they they highlighted that well. They highlighted like social changes very well, but it wasn't like over the top and annoying. I felt like you Agreed. know where it was It wasn't like yep. uh, they were trying to get a message up, across. It right. was just like it's just something that is now. yeah.
2: And at the end, how everything had like really, really changed. Although it was kind of funny, like oh my her gosh! Name was even something different. I
0: love that, <laughs> and I love that the the best friend and the mom the mom ended up becoming successful. Yes, and they wrote everything down for her, and uh-huh. it was just like really a like a warm, like feel good it, sort of. It came well, to everybody really nice. survived. So yes. the mom survived. Uh, time travel horror thriller. Yeah.
2: Um.
0: Just a, just such a cool movie. I only found this movie because I was looking up best like horror movies from 2023 or something and this was like the top of every list.
2: Great watch. It's on Prime. Um I think it, it
0: was a Prime exclusive. I think that's why. I think you're right actually. Yeah, cuz it didn't come out in theaters. in theaters.
2: Yeah, not that I remember. Um
0: so, cool movie. Great movie. Nostalgic, fun.
2: Yes. Time travel, can't beat it.
0: Yep. So, this week's movie club pick is The Creator from 2023. I'm very excited about this one cuz this is another one that's at the top of a lot of lists. And I don't really know what it's about, but it's a little Star Wars-y looking. Yeah. It's PG-13, so if you have uh, kids that might want to watch, it might actually be okay for them, because the last movie was not. Um, So definitely review that before (laughs) showing it to them. But this week's movie club pick is The Creator from 2023. And be sure to watch it before next week's new episode. Story. This week's scary story is the Sierra Sounds from the 1970s. This is my favorite Bigfoot evidence, and I wanted to share it with you guys. Um, we've brought it up in the past, but I've never played the sounds, these Sierra Sounds, for you. So, <laughs> anything to say?
2: She's laughing Caitlin's (laughs) laughing at me because I'm just like looking like Like I'm in the space or something (laughs) It's just these sounds are Very very odd And peculiar and you know Having spent a lot of time in the woods as yourself as It's you hear a lot of Really weird sounds That's
0: what I was going to ask you because Nick's a lifelong Bow hunter so it's like These sounds in the woods
2: Never heard think? anything like them, you okay. know? And even in being uh, in that, this is in the Pacific Northwest, is that right? Mm-hmm. So I know, like, I, a long way to say it, like, moving to Connecticut from where I'm from in the South, I'm hearing animals that I've never heard. Like, true, we've okay. heard, like, fisher cats, you know, and, you know, bear and stuff like that here, where it's not as prominent. So maybe they have different animals that make even true different sounds that... Right maybe you would never heard before but all these people are from the area live in the area so i feel like if they were people who went outdoors a lot they could identify identify excuse me the sound
0: yes and supposedly these guys are big adventurers big hunters who mm-hmm. were outside a lot um, so i too am a bow hunter and we'll be out you know in the dark like very early in the morning very late at night mm-hmm. and sometimes we'll hear things like there are even owls that sound so wild, oh, yeah. like I heard one the other day that was just unreal, so deep, so scary. Oh yeah,
2: or, and, yeah, I mean, just, I'm sorry to cut you off, no. just on birds, they're crazy, mm-hmm. you hear a hawk come over and calling, or a crow, you know, doing its sound, mm-hmm. you know, they just sound so foreign, and if it's dark, and you're already creeped out, you're alone maybe.
0: hmm and so it makes me skeptical of like a lot of folklore and creatures, because, When I hear these things, I'm like, well, if I didn't know what that was, I would think it was a monster.
2: Of course. You
0: know, years ago. So I'm always skeptical of the Bigfoot stuff. Um, But these sounds... The way they explain it and everything, it's really different. It is really creepy. The recordings, they claim they see the Bigfoot, Mm -hmm. and they see them a lot, but they never got a photo of them. Right. And when you hear the recording, you'll hear these guys... Um, making the sound, like, calling back to them.
2: Right, yes, they're trying to communicate with them.
0: So the main person involved in this, and the guy who recorded these sounds, is named Ron Moorhead, and he's a self-proclaimed, like, adventurer. Right. Him and his buddies built this hunting camp uh, in the 1970s in the Sierra Nevada Mountains somewhere. They won't tell anybody where.
2: Far up the hills. Though. Yeah,
0: like, way remote, because right. they wanted to get away from civilization. Mm-hmm. And they would go there hunting every year. And then they claimed that they started seeing Bigfoot. And not only Bigfoot, but they claimed that they saw lights in the sky, they saw orbs, Mm -hmm. a lot of paranormal activity. Interesting.
2: It's a huge claim.
0: It's a huge claim. And this is what this guy is known for.
2: And he was able to get documentation of this via recordings, he's claiming. Oh,
0: right, right. Right, so the recordings recordings. have been analyzed and stuff, and they are like the original recording. Yeah, authentic. Um, You guys will have to listen and use your own judgment with them. The clip that I pulled is a clip from the documentary, Missing 411, The Hunted. Uh, I will say the guy that hosts that documentary is definitely in favor of the paranormal. Mm -hmm. So a lot of it is kind of like... A bias. It's a little bias, Um, but it is a good documentary. I don't recommend it if you're gonna be in the woods alone anytime soon because it's kind of spooky uh, <coughs> there's not much on the internet about this Ron guy aside from like some information on his own site about him being a private pilot um and traveling he seems legit yeah uh there's definitely photos of these guys going to this camp for years um in the seventies and it's. This recording is known as some of the best Bigfoot evidence, period. Right. Whether you believe in Bigfoot or not is another thing altogether. Mm -hmm. But if you did, this might convince you even further. So when you listen to this, he's going to talk about their camp and their experience. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to hear the actual recording. And again, you're going to hear the guys making the sounds to like call the creatures. Mm -hmm. And then... The creatures are going to answer them, basically. Yes, exactly. Who knows? Only the shadow knows.
2: Only the shadow knows.
0: So, we're going to leave this episode with you hearing these recordings. This is the end of this episode. Be sure to watch The Creator from 2023 before next week's episode. So, that's our Movie Club pick. And you can follow us at the Cult Class Podcast email if you have a listener story email us at the cult class podcast at send a voice memo uh, or if you want to type it out you can do that as well you can also send us voice memos via dm on instagram so that's right that's all here are the recordings let us know what you guys think anything else nick
2: that's it we'll see y'all next week
0: all right here we go
4: just so people can get
3: some idea we're not that far outside of yosemite not far at all. I tell people we're between Yosemite and Tahoe, and that's where we are. If you leave at 6,000 feet elevation, you hike into close to 10,000 feet before you start dropping back into up and down. The whole topography up here changes. Every year, you don't know what to expect. Uh, You don't know what logs are gonna cross the trail that you have to work your way around to get here. There's really no good trails to get here. Uh, And if you don't know where it's at, you'll never find it. It's just one of those places. What year did the Sierra camp start? The camp's been here since the 50s. I didn't start coming up until 1971. And do you know what brought him to this spot? It's just one of those spots that uh, Warren used to say this is as close to heaven as he thinks so he'll ever get. Uh, it's so remote. The deer are plentiful. There's a lot of bear up here, uh, it's pristine. There's a lot of granite, uh, fresh water coming right out of the ground. This is where the springs start, and down to the rivers, and it's just a gorgeous place to be. We was all very sober camp, a very strict camp, you know, no unload before you came into camp. Uh, no alcohol was here. It was really uh, a quite disciplined camp. Very, All the guys were professional people, so we uh, kept what was going on up here, whatever it was. We don't know. but kind of to ourselves for a long time. And what was what was the average success rate for you guys coming up here? Oh, the deer, it was 100%. We never didn't get a deer. It was just It's that kind of a place. We really didn't realize what we were dealing with. We still don't know what we're dealing with, but it was something very unusual. Strange things happen, and uh, most of the stuff happened in the evening time, just at dusk, nighttime, like now. The first time I ever heard anything was later in 71. I came back up with the guys, and, and uh, we was uh, here by the stove. There was a the stove here then. <laughs> and uh, as soon as it starts getting dark, we'd go in. Sometimes you might hear a grunt or a whoop or a big blowing sound or something like that, and that's when you know you want to get inside the shelter because you still don't know what you're dealing with. Whatever it is, it's big, very, very big. We all go inside, close the shelter door, and uh, that's a log that we put between these trees, and then we'd strap it inside a cable. And then, uh, then they would start making their sounds. And that was in 71 when I first started hearing them, and we started recording them. <laughs> Them across the creek at the big rocks.